Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. Yo, monkey, it's me, D. D.P., the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. And you, monkey, well, you, you're listening to the Cruise Control Podcast. And that's not a bad thing, a good thing. Bang! New two out of three falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. Randy Cruz, Graham Matthews, Mark Rimondi. Graham Matthews from Bleacher Report, Mark Rimondi from MMAFighting.com. You can follow all three of us on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, at Russell Rant, and at Mark underscore Rimondi. Graham, my man, how you doing? Doing great, my friend. As great as it can be. Still reeling from the Infinity War movie from a few days ago. The greatest Royal Rumble was whatever. We will be talking about that soon enough. But Infinity War stole the weekend, my friend. <laughs> Mark Rimondi, all the way in L.A. My man, how you doing? It's good to be back. Good to be back, gentlemen. I know, man. You you, you were you know, MIA for one week. Uh, you had like a little injury, quote-unquote. We had to write you off you know, off script. So now you're back. Uh, some people missed you. Some did not, but it doesn't matter. As long as me and Graham miss you, that's, that, that's all that matters, man. Get ready for my big heel turn in my, in my comeback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 did, I did get a tweet from um, my guy, Johnny. He was like, um, you know, paraphrasing, like, I, I am a fan of Mark, but... It was kind of good to hear you and you and Graham, um, like back in the day. And I told them, you know, Mark Mark is the third man, like like Hollywood Hogan at Bash of the Beach. So you can't really get too mad at that. The good times are over, Johnny. Sorry, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm here to stay. Here comes that heel turn. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. Um. So, Graham, Mark, uh, always a pleasure to have you on the show. You can find the show on SoundCloud and iTunes, soundcloud.com slash cruise control podcast, uh, iTunes as well. Give us a download, rate, comment, subscribe, uh, any feedback you might have on the show, whether it's good or bad, you can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we do have two out of three falls wrestling shirts now on prowrestlingtees.com. Uh, so go ahead and, and cop one and show support for the program. We're coming off the greatest Royal Rumble that happened um, on Friday in Saudi Arabia before I get you know into the card. So Graham, it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Greatest Royal Rumble is on. Uh, did you see it from 12 o'clock on or did you see the replay? How are you watching this Royal, Royal Rumble pay-per-view? So I did watch the first, I think, two hours, hour and a half, two hours. Mm -hmm. I was hoping that prayer time that people were talking about was going to take place in the second half of the show so I could easily skip through it when I watched it on demand because I knew I wasn't going to watch the second half hour or the second half of the show. 
unfortunately, it took place in like the first half of the show. Um, overall, it was a good show. I did not watch all of it live, which I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'll try to avoid spoilers, which I, you know, I do my best. I stay off of Twitter. Someone texted me before I got home to watch the rest of it, saying I didn't watch the show, but oh, what a what a win by Braun Strowman! I'm like, God fucking damn it. So that got spoiled nah. for me. And then before I watched the Universal title match, I saw your text to us, Randy, in the group text talking about Brock. I'm like, shit. So that got spoiled for me too before oh, I bad. even saw that. <laughs> so it's not a big deal. It wasn't like WrestleMania. I was like, whatever. Um, wasn't that big of a deal at all. But um, no, I did, not, I did not watch the whole show live, which I'm happy about just because it was a long show. It's a five-hour show. Screw the kickoff. That was completely pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a nice, glorified house show that they put a lot of money into. We'll, we'll talk more about it, too, in a, in a second. But in a nutshell, I thought it was a good show. I'm wondering if Mark was watching this at 9 o'clock in the morning all the way in uh, L.A. Mark? I was. I was I was up, uh, I was up watching... I missed. I initially missed uh, the first two matches, but I went back and and, uh, and watched them. So I was just kicking back, cup of coffee, a little breakfast, uh, some work, and uh, greatest royal from Saudi Arabia. It was it was a nice Friday. And you saw it all the way through, or you kind of like went back and forth all with it? Uh, all the way through. I wa- from from the what was the third match? The third match was uh, was know. Bray and uh, and Matt Hardy against uh, the Bar. So I watched okay. that. Watched the rest, then went back and watched Cena, Triple H, and Cedric Alexander versus Kalisto. For me, I was pretty much out the I whole had, I had it on, like, I mean, yeah. I don't want to say that I was, I gave it my full devoted attention because I do have to work. You know, right. I work from home, so I have the luxury of kind of having that, having something on in the background, kind of like when I do Raw and SmackDown when I'm working. But, mm. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I watched the, the whole way through, and, and the important parts I, I, I noted, like Titus O'Neil, you know, falling underneath the, the ring. Um. Yeah, I, I I was out pretty much the whole day on Friday, so I was going back and forth on my phone, just maybe a minute or two here. Then like, when I go back on it, oh, this match is on. Then oh, this match is on. Then like, as you, as you go on Twitter, you kind of find out who won and and stuff like that. But the only matches that I, that I that I saw when I got back home was the the Cena Triple H. I did see the the the, the Rumble match. I did see Brock the the Brock Roman match. I actually saw most of it live. Um, I did see the 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 ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. I did not see the Bludgeon match. I did not see the Jeff Hardy match. I did not see the Cruiserweight match. I saw the Taker Rusev for a little bit, and there was one match I'm probably and I did not see. I did not see the. The, the, the Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Cesaro, Sheamus. So I saw pretty much half of it. And like Ram said, it was it was nothing like it was nothing like that that I had to see because you just kind of knew the outcome before, you know, going into the show. So I was like, I'll check out these matches and whatever I miss, I'll, 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 I'll miss. But um, uh, a, a friend of mine who works for the WWE, um, uh, he was on Instagram, and I said, "Hey, man, you know, I see you out there. Good job, you know, with what you're doing." Uh, but I got, I got to recap, you know, this 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 pay per view because I, I did not see it. And the first thing he tells me, "You got to catch Titus O'Neil." And I'm like, "You know what? I did see him trending on Twitter, but I did not, I did, I did not know why. Maybe he, I'm thinking, he threw out Daniel Bryan." 
and people were like so upset. But then when I saw it, and I saw him run down the ramp, and he and, and he tripped, I was like, "Holy shit! That's why this guy told me to to, to go uh, catch Titus O'Neil um, from the show." I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, and Corey Graves was laughing, and the whole crew was laughing. Uh, I, I mean, it was one. That might be the best part of the show. It was the best part of the show. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was the most memorable part of the show, put it that way. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, you know, listen, let's let's go through, because I know we have a lot to, to you know, argue about. So, basically, uh, we had 10 matches. The first match with John Cena, Triple H. I mean, nothing really stands out. Uh, Graham, what'd you make of this John Cena, Triple H match? I mean, it was what it was. It wasn't a bad match. It was basically what you would expect. The crowd was super hot for it, which you have to expect the two huge names and John Cena and Triple H. Um, but I thought I thought it was an entertaining match. Started out a bit slow, but it was entertaining down the stretch. And it was as good as you probably uh, could ask for it to be from two guys that are kind of past their prime and haven't wrestled in a while, at least not on a regular basis. So John Cena gets the win, and it was what it was. I thought it was a good way to kick off the show on a high note. How dare you say Triple H is past his prime, Graham? How dare you? <laughs> the age is starting to show. The guy still <laughs> looks like a fucking god, but he, uh, he, the age is definitely starting to show. Past his prime? Your man just had the longest match at WrestleMania for like the fifth time in the last seven years. <laughs> that is true. Mark, Cena, Triple H, give me something. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that it was it was wise to have that match kick off the show because mm-hmm. it got the crowd into it right away. I mean, they knew the names. You could you could tell kind of throughout the night, the big names were getting the big reactions more than say like a big move, a big spot would. Yeah, it was really about the big names, and uh, and that was a good way to kick off the night. It wasn't a great match, but the crowd being into it uh, made it feel like a better match than it actually than it actually was. And it, it kind of set the tone a little bit for, I mean, that's what you do. You know, that's what you want from your opening match. Kind of gets the crowd up and, and ready to go for, for stuff later on. Right. It was fine. I mean, it was, it was a solid match, you know, between two guys who were either, you know, either 40 or, or, or uh, pushing 50 in, in, in their 40s. Uh, and Triple H is, what, 48? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, that was, mm-hmm. that's pro- about as good a match as you can expect from two guys at, the, at their ages. Well, I probably don't have this going in the correct order so I'm going to go match by match of how I wrote it down. Jeff Hardy retained the US title against Jinder Mahal. Uh, A match that I did not see so I don't know what happened. The only thing I saw was on Twitter that Hardy went for the whisper in the wind and and, uh, Jinder Mahal totally missed it but fell down like he got like he got shot. Um, Mark uh, yeah Mark uh, Jeff Hardy Jinder Mahal match give me something. So uh, these two guys had a match on Raw uh, a couple weeks back, right? And it was great. It was it was a, it was one of Jinder's best matches of, of of his push of of his push to to prominence, so to speak, in WWE since you know since you know he, he was a jobber go you know really before WrestleMania last year and he became a main eventer overnight. This was one of his. It was one of his better matches. But the match in Saudi Arabia at the Greatest Rumble was not good at all. I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, for mm. two two weeks later or a week a week and change later, all of a sudden these guys didn't have didn't have a very good match. It looked like they weren't they didn't have good chemistry when we know that they that they did just just you know a few days ago really. 
And then there was that one botch that you mentioned, Graham, that was probably the, I mean, it's, it's good. It was the, by far the most memorable part of that match, but mm-hmm. it was probably something that's going to get played over and over again because it was how, it was so silly. I mean, Jeff Hardy completely missed Jinder coming off the ropes. Uh, Jinder kind of took a flop. You know, he took a bump, but he got hit. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of, th- those, those situations always interest me because they have to happen fairly regularly where someone messes up. But the other person then has to have the presence of mind, I guess, to to roll with it and kind of make it seem like it wasn't a mess up. And I think that usually happens, but that did not happen this time. Ginger just took a bump as if he got hit, and and he completely. I mean, it wasn't even close. Hardy wasn't even near him, and he and he took a bump off it. So it was uh, that was kind of silly. It was not a great match. At least it was short. I guess that's I guess that's what I uh, that's that's the that's the bottom line. Yeah, and I mean, I think all three of us kind of figured Jeff Hardy was going to retain the belt anyway. Um, Graham, Jeff Hardy, Jinder Mahal, what do you got? I think Mark is being generous. This fucking sucked. This was terrible. <laughs> that first match, like Mark said, that was pretty good. I was there for it. It was definitely one of Mahal's better matches in recent memory. I thought they put together. Really entertaining outing. This was the exact opposite. I don't know what the hell went wrong, but this was an absolute atrocity. How a man who is WWE champion for six months could take a bump after Jeff Hardy not even came close to connecting with that whisper in the wind is mind-boggling to me. And it wasn't Jeff's fault either. Mahal was way out of place, and he fell anyway. How does that even happen? That was embarrassing, and it was all downhill from there. This was terrible. On the bright side, Jeff Hardy won. That's really the only thing that mattered coming out of this. But this was an embarrassing effort from largely Mahal on this show. Mm. Another match that I did not see, the uh, the vacant Raw Tag Team titles, uh, Cesaro and Sheamus against Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Um, I, you know, me and Graham picked Bray and, and Matt to win anyway because... Cesaro and Sheamus are on SmackDown, and why would they win the Raw Tag Titles when they're on SmackDown? So, again, I did not see it, but Graham, how was this tag title match? It was all right. I would say it was average at best. It wasn't that great or that exciting, but I thought it was good. Pretty basic tag team action here. The right team went over, obviously, mm-hmm. like we talked about last week. It was pretty pretty obvious that uh, Matt and, and Bray were winning, considering Sheamus and Cesaro are on SmackDown. But it was good for what it was. The right people went over. The crowd was into the delete stuff, which is really all that mattered, like I said. Um, But I thought it was a decent match. Mark? Yeah, I mean, whatever. It was was there. (laughs) It happened. It was a match uh, on the pay-per-view. And uh, uh, I'm I'm excited that the Raw tag team situation, the Raw tag titles, the division, gets a little bit of a reset now with, with Bray and Matt. I don't think... Uh, you know, they're not my two favorite wrestlers. I don't think they're uh, great at this point in their careers as far as workers. But at least it'll it'll make room for some new things and some new stories in the tag division where, I mean, the past year it's been the bar against Seth Rollins and somebody else, essentially. And, and yeah. I'm glad that's, that, that period of time is over when we get some new things at, at least. <sighs> what else we have here? Um... Again, not going in complete order, but I, I, I could be wrong. But I think the latter match for the Intercontinental Championship was around this time, probably third, fourth, fifth match, but we'll go with there. Uh, Seth Rollins, The Miz, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, a ladder match. Uh, again, for the Intercontinental title, Seth Rollins wins uh, the match. He retains 
the the title. I and, and you know a, a lot of people were talking about the finish and how it, and how it, it went down. That a lot of people did not uh, or haven't seen this kind of finish before, where you know someone is climbing up on one side and doing all the stretches. Like, oh, I can't catch it. The, the same old shit. And then the other guy just comes up the the other side of the ladder, runs up, grabs the belt, falls down, and match over. But Seth, he did that thing where he he, he jumped on the rope onto onto the ladder, ran up, caught the belt, went down. I think it cut. I think the belt cut Finn Balor open in the eye area or something. And Seth Rollins wins the match. Uh, I, again, a fin a, a finish to a ladder match that we uh, rarely or never see. So, Mark, I'll start with you. What was your take on this fatal four-way for the Intercontinental Championship in a, uh, a ladder match? Yeah, it was good. I, I like this match. It was, uh, I mean, it, it, it wasn't it wasn't quite the NXT six-man ladder match from uh, a few weeks ago at, at, at uh, TakeOver New Orleans, but it was good. I mean, it was good for what it was. I liked the, I thought it was a really clever finish. They, they, they did it very well. I thought, I thought Finn Balor's reaction was excellent. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins having the ability to kind of, you know, ninja his way onto the ladder from the, from a springboard was was cool. Mm-hmm. It it looked good. I mean, it looked good. It looked it, what you're right. It wasn't the same old ladder match finish. All all four guys worked hard. They took some they 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 took some solid bumps. It was uh, for my money. It was probably. I mean, I think it was probably the best match on the show. I mean, I I mean, I guess AJ. We'll talk about it later. But AJ and Nakamura was good, but it. It was kind of a, a crappy finish. Uh, yeah, I mean, I thought I thought it was, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Graham, got to agree. Probably one of, if not the best match in the entire show, which is unsurprising. I thought we kind of figured that coming in. Other than maybe AJ Nakamura, that on paper this looked like the best possible wrestling match on the card, and it was that all four guys worked well together. Samoa Joe. I mean, after. Jeff won the U.S. title and retained the title earlier on in the evening. You knew there was not a chance in hell of Miz or Joe taking the title to SmackDown. So the outcome was never really in doubt. But as a match, I thought this was great. All four guys worked well together, like I said. And as you guys mentioned, the finish was fantastic. It was a beautiful shot, too. We give Kevin Dunn a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. But the way that was done where you did not see Rollins coming out of nowhere was really, really well done. Uh, So that was great. Everyone looked strong. And uh, like Mark said, I was thinking thinking the same thing when I saw it where I feel like we were kind of spoiled because that ladder match at TakeOver was one of the best ladder matches I have ever seen. No joke, hands down. And that was only three weeks ago. So I feel like that kind of spoiled that for me a little bit because nothing's really going to top that whatever we see this year from ladder matches in WWE. But for what it was, I thought it was really, really good. Great finish that, uh, again, to me, probably made this the best match in the entire show. Uh, we now move on to Cedric Alexander um, retaining the Cruiserweight title against Callisto, a match that I did not see. So um, I heard it was, it, 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 it was pretty good. Grant, what'd you make of the Cruiserweight title match? Honestly, I thought this was great. I thought it was really, really well wrestled. It did not get the crowd reaction that you would have hoped for. But then again, there are two cruiserweights. I'm sure they get zero exposure 
in Saudi Arabia. I'm sure not many fans in Saudi Arabia are staying up until 10.30 at night Eastern time to watch 205 Live on the network, if they even get the network. I have no idea. But um, yeah, I thought it was, from an in-ring standpoint, I thought it was great. Both guys looked very, very good in, uh, in victory and defeat here, respectively. Kalisto really doesn't get the... You know, in my opinion, the recognition he deserves for being a great worker, he kind of gets the reputation for botching a lot. And on a show with plenty of botches, he was not among them on this show. I thought he looked really, really good. Uh, Alexander just won the belt earlier this month. There was no way that he was dropping it here. But as a match, despite the crowd kind of sitting on their hands for it, I thought it was really enjoyable. Mark? Yeah, good match. It was, uh, you know, for... The ten minutes that it was given, you know, ten and change, it was, it was really good. I mean, it, it's hard to have a match better than that in, in ten minutes, and and kind of, I mean, I think this is uh, the the new two hundred five live has, has kind of refreshed Kalisto a little bit. He's had some pretty darn good matches over the last few months. His match with Buddy Murphy from uh, earlier this month was was really good. He had a couple good matches in that in that uh, cruiserweight title tournament before WrestleMania. I mean, look, he's he's a solid worker, and 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 I think he's kind of found himself on a show that is now, you know, the way that it should be about about work rate and about actual wrestling. And uh, I, I'm I'm very hopeful. I think the show has kind of turned itself around a little bit. Obviously, the the, the fans in Saudi Arabia, like Graham said, are not watching it. Uh, I don't know if they get the network. I don't know what the deal is, but they're not they're not big names. So following Triple H and John Cena was tough, but. I like it. I, I, I want to see where they go from here, and, and there's certainly a lot of talent. Uh, I, you know, Kalisto is, is probably not he's, not... he's not the best worker on that roster in 205 Live, so I think there's a lot of good matches for Cedric Alexander coming up soon, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful about it. Continuing the, the, the theme of matches that I did not see, <laughs> the Bludgeon Brothers against the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Uh, Graham, how was this match between the Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos? I thought it was a good match. More along the lines of what we saw at WrestleMania. More of the same, which to me, I thought it was fine. I, I understand the, their intentions to keep the Bludgeon Brothers looking strong. To keep them dominant, I respect that because it's very rare in this company. They keep anyone looking strong for any substantial period of time. But that being said... I don't know how good that it made the Usos look here in defeat. And the Usos have been the, you know, the top team in that SmackDown tag team division for such a long time now that for them to be beaten like losers time and time again does not make them look good at all and is really hurting any momentum they've had since before WrestleMania. So as a match, I mean, it was fine. It put the Bludgeon Brothers over really, really strong. Mm. But I was hoping for more of a competitive match. Like along the lines of what we saw from these two teams going back like four years ago when it was the Usos, Eric Rowan, and uh, Luke Harper as the Wyatt family. Those were some great matches. This was no classic. This was filler at its finest, but not a bad match, though. Mark, anything special about this match? Probably not, right? No, no, nothing special. (laughs) It was was five minutes. I mean, I get get what they're doing with the Bludgeon Brothers, and I don't disagree if you're going to go all in on on that kind of a team you know with uh, as far as dominance goes you got to go all in does kind of suck for the usos but i i do imagine that they'll eventually get their uh, you know get their revenge i hope that's the way this is this whole thing is supposed to go but yeah i mean of all the matches that was probably i mean that's probably the one that i'll remember the least from this show not that it was worse than jeff hardy versus mahal but 
the botch in that ma- in that match was so notable and memorable. I, I'll, I'll remember it. This one, I I mean, I, I barely can remember it now. It was only a few days ago. Mm. Well, here's a match that I did see, but for like two minutes. Uh, Undertaker, Rusev, casket match. Mark, I'll start with you. Um, uh, Taker, Rusev, anything special? Uh, again, the, the the back history is, is it was Taker, Rusev, then it became Taker and Jericho. Then it, it became Rusev and Taker again for the third time. So now we have a match for like five minutes. Taker, Rusev, what did you make of this match? It was whatever. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, the Undertaker is definitely looking better than he did at WrestleMania last year. I mean, he looked, he looked better against Cena too uh, at WrestleMania in New Orleans, but this match was, it was whatever it was. It was kind of, it was almost a, a a squash of Rusev too. Uh, It was, I mean, this match didn't really do anything for me. Uh, Undertaker almost killed poor Aiden English with a tombstone pile driver. That came very, very, very dangerously close to, to causing a serious injury. Uh, I'm glad it did not, though. It seems like Aiden English is okay. But this match was fine. I mean, the, the, look, at this, at this point, The Undertaker is there to get that reaction to... to I mean, the entrance is almost more important and, and a better spectacle than the match itself. And the fans dug the entrance. It's always cool seeing the Undertaker enter in a in a stadium and exit, you know, in a in a stadium show with the the kind of spectacle and the production that the that the WWE puts into it. So mm. that was cool. The match itself, I mean, it was almost ten minutes. It didn't it didn't really do a whole lot for me. Graham, I don't know. It was a fine showcase for Taker. Again, it was basically exactly what you would expect. From an Undertaker match in 2018. It went longer than the John Cena match, and Rusev got in more offense than I thought he would. But it was a basic it was a basic taker match. He cannot do much at yeah. this stage of his career, which is why I believe he should have hung it up last year. But whatever. If the guy's making money off the last two matches he's had, then good for him. But from a storyline standpoint, I really do not see the worth of Undertaker being in the ring if he's we're just gonna see him hit his signature spots and that's it. The crowds and the, the the people in the crowd went nuts for it, which is fine, but as a match it was hardly exciting. Was what it was, and uh, yeah, it will not be talked about or remembered a week from now. Um, a match that I did see, you know, in its entirety: AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE title. Um, I thought it was an okay match, kind of similar to what they had at WrestleMania. Uh, you know, you know, I'm trying to understand, you know. This this was a match just in general AJ versus Nakamura, um, a match that a lot of people wanted to see, and, and you know WrestleMania did, they did not give us that match. Whether it was their fault or not, um, you know it wasn't the match that when it was over you could say wow like we 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 waited all this time for the AJ Nakamura match and it, it fucking paid off, and you just never got that feeling from WrestleMania. Now you fast forward to this. Uh, uh, Saudi Arabia event, and for me, the same thing happened. Where it just I don't know, I don't know if it's the crowd or just them two. They work a lot of slow matches. Um, I'm not saying I'm I'm an ultra fan of the high flying all that kind of stuff, but they to me they had a real basic match, a la WrestleMania uh, 34, and then we get the double count out finish, which is. You know, it kind of continuing their story 
until Backlash where they'll have a rematch. So, um, I mean, I get it. They did not want to beat the other before the rematch at Backlash, but I feel like they kind of had a match similar to WrestleMania without a finish. So for me, it, it, it wasn't a match that, wow, you know, I had to go back and see it because nobody, nobody was really talking about it. But uh, Graham, I'll start with you. What did you make of AJ Nakamura Part 2 in Saudi Arabia? I thought it was really good. I don't think it was the instant classic, like you said, Randy, that I think we were hoping for, both from mm-hmm. this match from on this show and as well as at WrestleMania. I thought it was a bit better than the WrestleMania match, and I think Nakamura being such a great heel helps with that a lot. Um, I, I don't think we talked about it because we didn't. Um, actually, I'm not sure. We might have talked about it. I don't remember. The uh, Nakamura new heel thing. Uh, yeah, we did talk about it on last week's show. I thought it's great. I, I think it's awesome. I think it, it prevents people from singing along with the song, which is the exact purpose of being a heel, which is great. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really liking heel Nakamura. I thought he did a great job here. They told a decent story in the ring. I thought it was entertaining. But yeah, it was not like... I thought it was a really, really good match. Not the match that we know they can have, which I'm hoping they're saving for either Backlash or some other pay-per-view down the road. So... We already know a third match is happening at Backlash. I'm hoping they can go all out on that show and have the match we know they're capable of. But I think what really took away from this match for me was not what happened during the match itself, but the finish, like we talked about earlier. Really poorly done. I know it was a means to an end of furthering the feud, protecting both guys, keeping the belts on AJ, but it came off really poorly. It was really poorly done. Just having them brawl to a double count out, it's like, come on, be a little more creative than that. Um, but as a match, I thought it was really good. Not like, oh my God, go out every way to see it good though. Mark? Yeah, same thing. It was it was not a great finish. It was a, I mean, there's really no g- good way to do a double countout finish, but even the execution of this one was poor because it seemed like it came out of nowhere. How many times have we seen guys on the outside and there's really, there's a slow count or there's no count or, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a delayed count. There's always, there's always some some weird stuff going on this just kind of came out of uh, all of a sudden and i was like what really this is what we're this is what we're doing now up, up until that point i thought it was a good match i thought it was it was exceeding their their wrestlemania match and i was like okay this is this could end up being the match that we thought we were going to get at wrestlemania because it was it was kind of it was it was kind of in a, i feel like it was in a different gear than the, than the wrestlemania match was and it was it was 14 minutes in so I felt like, all right, they're going to kick it into it to an, even another gear, and we're going to get a nice 18, 20-minute match with, with uh, you know, a, a clean finish. Didn't happen. Like Graham said, maybe it'll happen at Backlash. Didn't happen in Saudi Arabia. And, I, and yeah, I mean, I, I guess the, the, the deal is, is as, as, as we were saying earlier in the show, this was a little bit of a – it was a glorified house show with a lot of, with a lot of glitz and, and glamour and, and spectacle – because not a lot of things really advanced necessarily. No right. belts changed hands. AJ Styles, uh, you know, uh, uh, remain remained uh, champion, and and I guess we'll get we'll get some kind of resolution. It was a continuation of the story, but no stories here really uh, really culminated at the Greatest Royal Rumble, and 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 this was another uh, perfect example. It was it was kind of a I don't want to say it was a cheap way to kind of advance storyline, but it was it was kind of a it was just kind of a way. It was kind of a not so creative way to advance the storyline. I'm gonna skip the universal title match um, for now, even though I know that went out before the rumble. But I get to, I'll get to the rumble now. Um, 
50 man rumble. Braun Strowman victorious. He gets a big, what, 8 foot, 10 foot trophy and a green greatest Royal Rumble championship title, which I don't think any of us saw coming. Um, Daniel Bryan lasts uh, one hour and 16 minutes, which is the most in Rumble history, even though he lost. Uh, what else we got in the Rumble? Um, you saw Jericho's and Rey Mysterio's and. Um, a few guys that I did not even recognize. So, you know, even some guys from NXT, I, you know, I did not know who they were. Some guy named Hiroki Sumi came out of nowhere. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> so I'm like, so, I mean, if, if you're having a 50-man rumble, you know, you have a lot of spots to fill. And they, they kept only showing 20, 25 on the graphic on Raw and SmackDown. So I'm like, all right, they're going to bring out some people that nobody... Nobody knows, or at least I, nobody that I know. But um, uh, Braun wins. He eliminates Big Cass at the end. And, you know, Big Cass eliminates Daniel Bryan, which got him a lot of heat, you know, which makes sense because they have a match at Backlash coming up. So, um, you know, we, we got Pyro for a lot, for some of these entrances throughout the night. Hey, listen, Pyro came back, you know, at, at the Rumble, which I thought was pretty cool. Even though they can't do that here in America, I don't know why. But um, Mark, I'll start with you. Braun Strowman wins the Rumble. I think me and Graham kind of. I think we kind of pick. I think we picked Braun to win um, the Rumble match. But you know, just give me some high spots, low spots. Uh, did you expect Daniel Bryan to be number one and last over an hour, fifteen minutes? And uh, overall, Braun winning the Rumble. And where does that take him going forward? Yeah, it was it was the right call to have Braun win. I thought it was it was booked well, and the the finish, the last three people in in there were, I think it was it worked real well with Braun Strowman and Big Cass and, and Daniel Bryan. I mean, you're continuing the story with with Braun Strowman and Daniel Bryan. You have Cass eliminate him after. I mean, he was in there for 50 minutes, some crazy thing like that. Uh, and, but you don't have you don't have you don't want Braun to eliminate Daniel Bryan because that'll that'll. Uh, he may get booed, you know. You you don't want the baby faces kind of going up against each other. So it was good to have Cass in there, continue that storyline with Daniel Bryan on SmackDown, and then inevitably you had Braun Strowman going over and winning the Rumble. So I thought that was I thought that was good. Uh, Daniel Bryan, I mean, look, this is a guy that I was talking about, and I know that that Graham disagreed disagreed with me at the time. Uh, a few weeks ago, I was talking about this guy being maybe a special attraction or a part time guy or or someone who comes in like Brock Lesnar. And maybe he wins a belt, but he's not he's not on TV wrestling every week. Man, I was so I was so wrong. This guy is wrestling more than anyone, literally. I mean, he's in the ring longer than anyone. It's crazy he had to go from uh, how he's gone from zero to one hundred uh, like this. I mean, it, I mean, we were talking about this guy a month ago, never being able to wrestle again. And now here he is spending fifty minutes in a match, getting lit up with chops by Roderick Strong, some nasty chops. I mean, I'm I was I was incredibly impressed, and I mean, what can you say about Daniel Bryan? I mean, the guy the guy is just uh, a different breed, a, a different breed of human being. I mean, some people wouldn't have even been in sh- in great shape going into the into WrestleMania. hasn't wrestled in three years, and here this guy is a few weeks after that. Then I mean, going 50 minutes. So no, it was over an hour, over over an hour, 70 uh, something minutes. I mean, just ridiculous. Uh, this guy this guy is a, a, a not even a human being, not even human. It's it's crazy. So I mean that was cool. Braun winning is cool. I thought the match was it was booked well. It was long. It was so long. I mean that's that's obvious. But 
but overall, I, I was uh, I was pretty happy with how they did it. Graham, as a match, it was okay. I I can't say I was disappointed by this. I know they called it the greatest Royal Rumble. Anyone who believed that going in had to have been kidding themselves. That 40-man rumble that we got a couple of years ago was fucking Jobber City. This was even worse. We got fucking not even only people from NXT, which was was cool. Like, it was cool to see Roderick Strong in there. Uh, Rey Mysterio being back for the second time this year, also in another rumble. But, like, Dan Matha, who gives a shit? Who fucking cares about Dan Matha from NXT? No one even knows who he is. I know he was there in Saudi Arabia to help out with, like, the, the tryouts or some shit. Throw the guy a bone by giving him a spot in the rumble. Oh, okay, whatever. Baba Tunde, who fucking cares? Primo, the guy was botching left and right in there. I felt so bad for him, but then again, I was like, "Wait, he's he's still employed?" Like I forgot for a second. You got Connor, you got Victor. Who gives a shit? I really hope they don't do this again. It was fine as a one-night spectacle. I'm not saying it was a bad match. I thought the final stretch was great. You got Jericho in there for a while, working with Shane and um, Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens. I thought that was really, really well done. This was not for nothing. Um, they did some things that were you know, nicely executed down the stretch with different storytelling tidbits, like I said, with Bryan and Owens and Shane, and that amazing bump taken by Shane to the commentator's uh, table at, at ringside. I thought that was great. And then you had uh, Brian and Cass. And like Mark said, he hit the nail right in the head where you have Big Cass eliminate Daniel Bryan. Made the most sense to make Big Cass look good. And Brian lost nothing. And then Braun win, as he should have, as we talked about here last week on the show. He made the most sense to me. And why Brian should have won something that was so pointless in the first place when you could save a Rumble win for him for next year would have made absolutely no sense. Um, I'm glad that he did last such a long time, though. That was really, really cool. And, again, fucking Mike Canellis. I know we shit on him often here in the show. I like Mike Canellis, but I know he's, like, the go-to guy to bury here in the show. But lasting three seconds, you had fucking loser here, loser there. Like, it was a lot, mm. a lot of filler. Again, not disappointed because I knew that would be the case. Again, it's a fucking house show that was aired for the network. So right. I don't expect them to bring back – CM Punk for this matchup, but again, it had its moments. It had Kurt Angle and Daniel Bryan going back and forth for a bit. Um, but again, I, overall, I thought it was decent. The winner was the right one. But all I'll say is that I hope if they do some Saudi Arabia show in the future, which they very well might, because I know reportedly they have some sort of like nine year deal between WWE and Saudi Arabia. Nine. If they do these shows in the future, I hope they don't do this shit again. This was a complete... Okay, I don't want to say it was a waste of time, but it was like, okay, if they do fucking three rumbles a year moving forward between the men's, the women's in January, and then this, it's going to wear out its welcome really, really quickly. So as a one-night thing, I was okay with it. I really hope it was the first and the last 50-man rumble. Just mm. a lot of fodder and a lot of jobbers involved. Yeah, because, you I know... I saw something earlier today, and, and, and maybe true, maybe not, but I saw they may be going back to Saudi Arabia in uh, this year in November. I don't know if it'll be another rumble, and I, and I hope, like you said, that it's not, but mm. they could be going back there fairly soon. I saw that. Hey, the Greatest Survivor Series. How about we get that in November no, instead? No, I know no, it's already scheduled for our California and fucking Staples Center, but they can hold the, the Greatest Survivor Series in, instead of uh, California, I guess, if they wanted to. No, nah, but, but but Mark, you, you know, um, 
when me and Graham did the show last week, you know, for for me again, I, I don't want to sound picky. I'm I'm this and this. I think, you know, having a show in Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia was not the problem. I think for me, and again, I don't want to sound like I'm nitpicking, but calling it the greatest Royal Rumble, kind of you know threw me off. Like you know, I, you know, it could have that could have been one event. Like you knew it was going to be like a, a glorified house show just overseas you know you weren't going to advanced storylines that's going to affect the you know the brand split or superstar shakeup or backlash or whatever that's coming 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 up like for me you could have found one of the old names you had uh back in the day uh, a judgment day or whatever i i mentioned king of the ring there's no reason why you couldn't have the greatest king of the ring or king of the ring in saudi arabia uh, on, on, on this network show, but calling it the greatest actually, uh, Royal Rumble. I, I actually read something, Randy, Uh-oh. that you can't actually call anyone the king in Saudi Arabia except Uh-oh. for the actual king. So Triple H actually couldn't use his nickname, King of Kings. Same thing with Jerry Lawler, too, I think. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That, that's. I mean, I don't know if that, again, I don't know if that's true, but I saw that, I think, on Reddit or, or in an article hmm. that you can't actually call anyone the king unless it's the actual king of Saudi Arabia. Oh man, you know, you know, just, just, just don't, go, just don't go back there, because, because the no, girls, they the really girls, shouldn't. Yeah, when, they, I, when I read, I know we were talking this last week, Randy. Real quick side now, uh-huh. the whole women thing, and they won't let them compete there. Yeah. Okay, you know, I get it. I, I think it was only last year they only allowed women to start uh, driving over in Saudi Arabia. Again, baby steps, I suppose. <laughs> but after they heard a fucking commercial for the the brand split or the dual branded pay per views, I think it was, where they're in like the singing booth or whatever, they're doing that fucking terrible commercial, but it features the women. Right. So they had shown that. And the Saudi Arabian government issued an apology to the people of the country saying that we will never feature women like that again. It was a mistake. We apologize. It'll never happen again. We will never, ever, ever, ever feature women, in so many words, in such a light again. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Why is WWE – I understand why, but for WWE to get in bed with this company, to me, just – at a time when they're promoting this women's evolution as like the next biggest thing in this company mm-hmm. is sickening to me. I expect nothing less from this company, but it is so sickening to read something like that and then to see then to read something about the apology and then for the company to go back there like seven months later, like it never even happened. It just I don't know. To me it seems very ass backwards. Yeah. You know, you know me you know what? They had it. They had a, a show back in the day called One Night Only, um, in the in the fucking UK. Call 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 it One Night Only. You know why greatest? But it's, Royal it's not One Night Only though. It's gonna be like twice a year for the next ten years because oh. they're making a ridiculous amount <laughs> of money. You know what? Forget they it. Just Forget call, they should call it Money Pit. Is what they should call it. I mean, it's just <laughs> they're just there for the money. You know what? Yeah, man. I, we can't call a king in the ring. We can't use the word king. Uh, no, no females can wrestle. In. I mean, come like, on, this come is on, this dumb. Yeah, yeah, I just ended here. I'm all you're ahead. Zane, they couldn't bring Sami Zayn. Apparently, mm-hmm. I heard. Yeah, I, I mean, I was wondering why he wasn't there, but I kind of read it. I kind of read into it. But anyway, um, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Universal Title. Uh, me and Graham was on the show last week, and we thought this was the time that Roman was going to be. The new Universal Champion. He he's never been Universal Champion for all the fans out there. So now we finally get 
that that event, Steel Cage, it's Brock, it's Roman. It might be Roman's time, but apparently not because Roman spears Brock Lesnar through the cage and the, the cage flaps open. Brock Brock's back hits the, the floor or the, the cage hits the floor and Brock's back hits it. And then, then they said Roman's feet hit the floor, but they gave the win to Brock and now we're back at square one. Like, okay, now what's really going on with Brock still remaining champion? Uh, why why they won't have Roman Reigns beat Brock Lesnar is a whole different uh, conversation. Um, even questioning, like, is, is Roman still the guy that Vince wants to coronate as the next guy um, after Brock Lesnar? Um, did you see Vince in the ring with Braun Strowman at the end at the end at the end of the night? Um, Mark, are you surprised that Brock Lesnar is still the universal champion? A little bit, a little bit. I I thought maybe he would win in Saudi Arabia because the main reason I thought that was, you know, that Roman Reigns is going to get a a legitimate cheer from those fans. They, they're going to, they're going to cheer for the big names. They're not, they're not, I guess, smart, smarky or smart fans that, that are in the United States that are going to. Boo, Roman Reigns, no matter what the man does, mm. they're going to cheer. So I thought that it would be – this is this was their way to get Roman Reigns the belt and have a, have a real celebration where the fans are cheering him. Uh, it didn't happen that way. They, they, did the, they did the whole broken through the cage, you know, who, who touched last, that type of thing. I mean, it, it's obvious to me they're going to be setting up another match between Reigns and, and Brock Lesnar. When that's going to be, I don't know. Could it be a money in the bank? I don't know. Uh, SummerSlam, Dave Meltzer has, has reported that Lesnar's deal ends before SummerSlam. But, of course, I mean, they could always just sign something new. I don't know what Brock Lesnar's deal is. Uh, I, I still think that at some point he's going to do another UFC fight. I don't know when that's going to be. And right now it cannot be until November at the earliest because he's still not, as, as I've said a number of times, he's still not in the... You saw the drug testing pool, and he would need to be in that pool for six months before doing another fight. So we're in April now. We're, we're looking at November at the earliest. Now, uh, UFC is going to be at Madison Square Garden in November. That's still a possibility, I believe, but time is ticking. If he's going to make that fight, he's got to get into the testing pool soon. Uh, and then there's also the UFC's big year-end show, which he could do in December uh, or, you know, maybe even early next year. Maybe he's going to wait for, for John Jones to possibly get back. That's probably the biggest fight that the UFC can do. It would make, it would make Brock a, an absurd amount of money. But, let, but Jones is out on his own USADA suspension uh, for, for, uh, for doping, for, for steroids. So uh, I, don't know. I don't know what's going on there. But I, I do think he'll do that at some point. And he will, I think, inevitably drop the belt to Roman Reigns. I just don't know when that's going to be. Uh, I, I guess I'm okay with how they did it because it wasn't the obvious finish. And you can, in, in kayfabe, you can kind of like, uh, even even if they did mess it up where it was supposed to be Brock's feet touching first, you can still kind of chalk it up to the ref, to a referee era. Listen, in my, in my world of MMA, referees and judges make errors all the time. It's just a part of the damn sport. It, I mean, screw-ups happen on the regular almost every week. In, in UFC events and, and other MMA events. So something like that could easily be written as far as kayfabe goes, and it really was, uh, you know, uh, rain touching first, whatever. 
But uh, I mean, I thought that I thought the the whole thing would culminate in that match. It didn't. We're gonna do another one whenever that's going to be. And I mean, I guess we I guess we gotta we gotta move on and deal with that. Graham, are you surprised Brock Lesnar is still the Universal Champion? I don't even know what to say at this point. I really just don't. I mean, we talked about it last week, Randy. I was fucking determined on Roman winning the belt, not because I want him to. Really, honestly, I guess because I want him to, but just because it's less. It's less of a Roman thing and more of a get the get the belt of a Brock thing, because at this point, what's the fucking point? Is is, is the reaction really going to be any louder anywhere the longer they drag this out? Do they really think in that having Roman lose multiple times will will build sympathy for the guy? If anything, and having him lose fucking again, regardless of what the rules state, because yeah, I know the the finish was like botched or whatever. He's a loser. At the end of the day, he's a fucking loser. He lost to WrestleMania, and he lost again. He lost again on Friday. So, therefore, proving Samoa Joe right, that the guy's a loser. Yet he's going to get another title shot because he's Roman fucking Reigns. This makes absolutely no sense. He has more of a reason to get a rematch now because, again, I know the whole controversial finish. What did his feet touch the floor first? Blah blah blah. And the commentators fucked it up too. Yet he lost clean at WrestleMania. He got another title shot for no reason. I think we were all ready for this feud to wrap up before WrestleMania 34 even started. And it's already late April. We've already had two matches that weren't any good. This one was a lot better than the WrestleMania one, but that's not saying anything at all because that WrestleMania match fucking sucked. This was a little better, but not that much better. Uh, We got to move on. Another Brock title reign for another what, four or five months? I've seen some speculate maybe money in the bank. I doubt it. I don't think we see Brock until SummerSlam, and that's not for another four months. Brock, Roman, and Iron Man match? Like, give me a break. No one cares anymore. They're going to boo this guy out of the building. Just get the belt on Roman and move on already. I don't know if they're doing this to spite CM Punk or to build sympathy for Roman or maybe a little bit of both. No one gives a shit whether Brock's champion for five days 348 days, no one cares anymore. We, we, we got to move on. I don't care about Roman being champion, but at least Roman being champion gives us a better chance to get the belt on someone like a Rollins or a Balor or a Braun or someone that's actually over that the fans can get behind because the whole Brock-Roman thing is not working. It has never worked. It's never going to work, and the quicker Vince realizes that, we can all move on, but... So far, this continues to be a, com- a complete waste of time with Brock Lesnar still the Universal Champion. Um, for me, a few things. One, um, I was a little shocked that Brock did win the match. Uh, I mean, I, I, I like the finish. I thought I was something different and cool with, with what they were doing or what the story they were trying to tell. Maybe, again, if Roman, if Roman would have won and his foot hit the, fr- uh, the, uh, the floor first... You know, or let's say he even climbed the cage. I'm pretty sure you have fans who say, "Yeah, he beat Brock Lesnar, but he didn't put him in the ring. He had to climb the cage, or he had to go through a cage to to get it done." But um, very shocked that that Brock uh, came out came out victorious. But you know, when you try to do the math and you try to like think how they're thinking, and I know Graham just mentioned it that you know who who gives a, a shit that they spite CM Punk. Um, I think that's exactly what they're doing. You know, Brock Lesnar, as of today, we're taping this on, on, on a Sunday, April 29th, so I know the number will go up. But right now, Brock is at 392 days as 
the Universal Champion. Since winning it from Goldberg at WrestleMania thir- uh, 33. CM Punk's record is 434. So when you try to do the math, you know, a subject that I'm not very good at, you can kind of put him breaking the record around June 10th, June 11th, June 12th. Um, he's not fighting at Backlash. Um, there is the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. Uh, that, is that, uh, that very same week, I think on June 17th, June 18th, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody out there, but that week is Money in the Bank. That week, Brock will be able to hold the record and break the record. Um, and for all intents and purposes, fellas, does, any, does any one of you want to take a, a wild guess where Money in the Bank is being held at? I don't need to take a guess. I know exactly where it is. It's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fellas, come on, man. Like, <laughs> you might say, you know, I, I don't give a shit if, if they spite CM Punk. Maybe for whatever reason, I mean, there is no reason to, to you know, to do it. We've we seen it when New Day broke demoli- demolition's record for the tag titles because of, of the lawsuit demolition um, had the company in. Um I, I I'm not even sure what record CM Punk broke uh, during his, during his uh, his era. Now it's like Brock Lesnar, world champion. Let's have him with let's have him with the belt for 440 days. Drop the belt in in um in Chicago. Money the bank. He'll have the record, but now we can put it on Roman or even Braun Strowman at that time. So I'm thinking, would you put the numbers and the location and the event? Where CM Punk won the title the first time uh, at Money in the Bank against John Cena, you kind of put everything together and say, "Hey, maybe this is what this is exactly what they're doing. They, they're trying to spite CM Punk for whatever reason, but they don't want they want Brock Lesnar to have the record of the the, the guy who holds the, the belt for the for the longest time. And, and for whatever reason, I don't know, but I think that's exactly what they're doing." Anybody. I mean, it, I mean, I guess so. I mean, it just at this point, does it even really matter? I mean, I know the New Day demolition thing. I didn't see many two people getting upset about that because at least New Day was around. And I mean, Brock Lesnar, I know the guy's the top star, but this reign has been, oh my God. I know it's brought along some decent matches, like the one with Samoa Joe, I thought was really, really good. The AJ match, that was great. And the four way at SummerSlam was awesome. It's been all downhill from there. The Rumble match was terrible. The WrestleMania match was not good at all. That was even worse. And this match is kind of sucked too. So yeah, I'm I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I feel like if they were gonna spite CM Punk, they would have done it already. Like when Brock held the belt the first time, he was champion for a while, and that was after Punk left. So they could have done it then. So I don't know if it's really a matter of spiting CM Punk, but I don't know what their end goal is in all of this. But it really doesn't make a lick of a difference. Do they really think that having Brock holding the title longer is going to make it mean more when he eventually drops it? Absolutely not. Because at this point, people are just sick of it. It's like, oh, my God. It's not going to make Roman's win that much more meaningful. And the really the part that sucks is that you know Roman's getting another shot. There's no one else in the Raw roster that is being set up or seemingly being groomed for a shot of that belt. Bobby would be cool. I don't expect it to happen. Braun would be cool. Don't expect it to happen. I don't know. Just this whole thing is... It's 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 really just a waste of time. They're really just wasting time here for what? I know Brock is still valuable to the company, but having him be champion for over a year 
when he's not even around, when you have a brand split and you have half your roster in a show that's fighting for what fucking pride? Who cares? So I just think they're really just spinning their wheels here with this whole thing. Before before I get to Mark, do you think that the reason why Brock is still champion because they they kind of having I wouldn't say second thoughts, but they're still un, they're still unclear whether they want Roman to be the guy to be Brock Lesnar or maybe they, they want Braun Strowman to be Brock uh, uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, I mean, I know Brock just signed a contract. I don't think it's that. But do you think it's they, they're they still undecided on who they want uh, Brock to drop the, t- the title to? Or maybe they're unsure it, that Roman could be the guy now. I mean, I Yes, but when you spend a whole year mm-hmm. building into a match at WrestleMania, you better be pretty fucking sure that's going to be the guy to take the title. You're right. And when you get cold feet and you change the finish, it's like, why did we waste the year for this? And then it's like, okay, it's not working. Let's make a change here. But they're not. They're not making a change here. It would be one thing. It's like, okay, let's turn the guy heel. We'll try something. No, it's not. They, they would have turned him heel five years ago if that was the case. That's the thing that really pisses me off the most because it's like, if you're not going to change, then just move the fuck on. Give the belt to Roman or let's move on already. It's it's just disgusting to me because it's we, we know what we're getting and we know what the end goal is. We know it's coming. They can have Brock beat Roman another million more times. We know Roman's getting that belt from Brock. So why delay the inevitable? That's what really bothers me. But, I mean, I guess it could be that. But you know they're just, regardless of what reactions he's eliciting, you know Vince has a hard-on for Roman Reigns. And then that's not going to change, ever. So I, I don't see them changing their minds on Roman Reigns being the guy. Because if that was going to change, it would have changed a year or two ago when he was getting the same reactions after the Rumble in 2015 or 2016 or 2017. Or 2018. So, I don't think they have changed their minds. I don't think they will change their minds. I think in their minds, they just think that in beating Roman over and over and over again, it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, we'll start to feel bad for him, which is the exact opposite. We're just going to grow sick of Roman Reigns getting more title shots. So, that's my two cents in the whole thing. So, Mark, does my CM Punk Brock Lesnar theory make any sense whatsoever? Not saying of why they're doing it in the first place, but... You know, you know if Brock is, if Brock if Brock has been a champion for 392 days, don't you think somebody said, "Hey, you know, he's only 42 days away from CM Punk. You might as well just let him rock out with the belt for another month and a half and let him beat that record, and then he can drop the belt after that." Because, like you said, he 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 can't go back to UFC to maybe November. Um, he just signed a new contract, so he he gets a lot of a lot of money per match and per appearance. We have no idea whether it's him saying, you know, I, I don't want to drop the belt on this day, this time, or this person. But I think the CM Punk theory uh, with Brock of breaking the record kind of makes sense. But now the question is, well, that's the first question, too. If that's the case, when does Brock lose the belt and to who? <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I don't I don't know if I, I think you may have put more thought into that whole thing, Randy, than they than they have so far. I'm sorry. I think that <laughs> they're really more concerned with with Roman Reigns and, and the situation with him just not getting over as a babyface. I mean, it's just it's just so obvious at this point that it's that's never going to happen. Nothing they can do is going to change it. There's nothing they can do. I mean, it, it's done already. 
if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. And I think that is kind of what they're thinking. I don't think they're thinking about the record. I think it's more about, well, how are we going to get Roman Reigns the title and make him, I mean, a babyface, make make him get cheered, you know, make him make him a, an underdog, I guess. I mean, but there's just no way to do that. It's just it's just not set up that way. It's 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 too it, we're too far gone to get to get Roman Reigns in that place. And uh, I do I do think it'll be him. I still think that WWE and, and Vince is committed to Roman Reigns as the guy, as their guy. So I think Brock will, will drop a title to Roman. I just don't know when. I just That's the question. I really don't know. It could be a Money in the Bank. I mean, that'll be a, re- a really interesting uh, crowd at Money in the Bank because it'll be a hostile CM Punk crowd. And he'll have he'll have fought in Chicago like a, a week earlier, which is very interesting, too. On top of that, CM Punk, I mean. Uh, and I'll be there for that. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it could be a Money in the Bank. It could be... I mean, Brock doesn't work a lot of these a, a lot of these summer shows, you know, coming up. So I, I don't know. I mean, that that would be the obvious one, but you never know. <sighs> I mean, so overall, uh, one through five, I, I would say, Graham, what do you give the greatest Royal Rumble? <sighs> Two and a half, three, maybe. If we're being generous, I got to say this was a really middle of the road show. But I'm not saying it's a bad show. Mm-hmm. It was not a bad show. Because I knew going in that it would be a glorified house show. This was never supposed to air on the network. And the same people who are complaining, oh, why would you air this on the network? What a waste of time. We're probably the same people That's so that right. were like, oh, <laughs> why aren't they airing Starcade on the network? It's like we need more of these shows. Yep. Maybe not five-hour shows, but they need more shows like this where they air from unique locations. I may not agree with the culture over there. But it was cool to see Pyro back on a show that wasn't WrestleMania, even yeah. though we had WrestleMania fucking three weeks ago, but whatever. I think this would have been better if we didn't just have the Rumble three months ago and WrestleMania three weeks ago. Yeah. If they did this maybe in, I don't know, June, July, August, it would have been a bit better. I thought the timing was just really off, especially when you have a fucking backlash pay-per-view next week that no one could give two shits about at this point because you had the greatest <laughs> Royal Rumble a week earlier. Um, but I thought some of the matches delivered. Some of them did not. Some were pretty bad. The Rumble match itself was very forgettable, aside from the O'Neill botch, which was legendary. Um, but no, I thought overall it was an enjoyable, glorified house show with the results that you would expect, nothing too newsworthy, which is fine. I didn't really think it would be too newsworthy of a show, except for Roman winning, which obviously did not happen. Um, I would not go out of your way to watch it if you missed it. Maybe certain matches, not the whole thing. But again, like I said earlier, if they do this again in the future, it should not be five hours, and they cannot hold another 50-man rumble. That was ridiculously long, and the negatives outweighed the positives. And it's just overexposure of a match that a lot of people look forward to. Well, when you do three in the matter of three months, mm. it's overkill. So if they do more of these in the future, which I really do not care to see any more shows from Saudi Arabia, um, hopefully they cut down on the time and they figure out what worked here and what didn't, and they use that for their future formula for this show. So, Mark, one through five, what do you give the greatest Royal Rumble? I'd probably say, I'd probably say three because it was it was solid. I mean, it wasn't it was entertaining for the most part. It wasn't really. I mean, I, it wasn't it wasn't a hard watch outside of the time, which it was it was long. I mean, it was it was fine. 
some storylines did get advanced. Nothing really significant happened as far as title changes or or resolutions to any story. So I couldn't give it a four or a five, but it was an entertaining show to watch on a on a Friday morning. I mean, I'm like Graham said, not in love with with Saudi Arabia. No, no women on the show. That kind of stinks. I mean, the culture there is. I mean, I don't. I, I guess we're talking about baby steps, but women were just allowed to drive. I mean, that's not that's not a baby step. That's I don't even know what that is. That's that's you're still pretty far in the Stone Age if. If you need a, a woman needs a man's permission to come to the show and can only be escorted by a man to go see a pro wrestling show, I mean they just like got their they just got like movies I think in Saudi Arabia. So they're they're I mean look I think the people are probably are probably great. The the regime is probably uh, not that awesome. They have some serious human rights issues going on there. Uh, but this is going to be a long term partnership. It's it's uh, it's a lot of money WWE is making. We're going to see a lot more of these shows. So. If if the fans really don't want to deal with it anymore, and they and they want to put their foot down, you know, foot foots eh, their feet down or their their foot down, whatever, uh, they can cancel the network. They can choose not to watch. I mean, they can do all these things that that you can do in a capitalist society to show that your money's not going to go toward it. But the fact of the matter is that these are going to be coming now at least once a year, if not twice a year. So mm. hey, this is where we're at. All right, fellas. Before I wrap it up. Uh we we quickly did mention backlash. Uh, you know, again, that is next week. Um, even after this rumble pay per view. So real quick, right now, again we're taping this on a Sunday. So if any matches happen to be put on after that, it's whatever. But right now we got six on the card. Uh, Graham, I'll start with you. Seth Rollins, The Miz, Intercontinental Championship. I would assume Seth Rollins wins because Miz is now on SmackDown. Graham, Seth or The Miz? Yep, Rollins wins. Uh, Mark, Seth or The Miz? Uh, yeah, Rollins. Okay. Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, uh, Raw Women's Championship. Mark, Nia or Alexa? Uh, I'll say Nia Jax. All right. Graham, Nia or Alexa? Yep, I got Nia too. I'll go with Nia as well. Uh, Carmella, Charlotte, SmackDown, Women's Championship. Graham, Carmella or Charlotte? Mm, I could see them putting the belt back on Charlotte just because really already fuck this company even after three weeks. But I would hope they restrain themselves and they, yeah. you know, that they keep the belt on Carmella. So I'm going to say Carmella. Hopefully, I would say Carmella as well. Mark Carmella or Charlotte? Probably Charlotte. <sighs> really? So they will make her. They will make Carmella cash and do all this stuff, and like three weeks later, give the belt back. I'm not hey, saying look at Edge. Edge, same thing. You didn't. You didn't ask me what I wanted. You asked me what I was predicting. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I all think. Right. I think they're all. I mean, the default is always going to be Charlotte. Mm-hmm. I don't think she can lose a. Uh, she can't lose a single like a one-on-one match against Carmella. There would need to be some serious hijinks. I mean, and there of course would be uh, with the iconic duo or whatever. But she can't lose a singles match at this. At this. She's going to face Rousey next year at WrestleMania. She's not losing a singles match to Carmella. You know, I mean, when you put it that way, then maybe Charlotte does uh, regain the belt. But right now, I, I, I would go Carmella. Maybe it's a false DQ kind of thing. I don't think she's going to flat out pin Charlotte. So uh, she might have those um, iconic girls come out. Uh, Daniel Bryan, big cast. Uh, regular singles match. 
Mark, Daniel Bryan or Big Cass? Uh, I mean, I'm hoping Daniel Bryan wins uh, cleanly, but I, I suspect there will be something going on in this match too, as far as as far as outside interference or some kind of uh, shenanigans. Uh, uh, I, I hope Daniel Bryan, but I can see that being some kind of a DQ or right count out something. But I, I'm going to say Daniel Bryan. Um, I would say like a like a like a weird finish. Maybe this thing will continue to money the bank. Maybe where like they they're both in that money the bank ladder match to continue their rivalry. But I, I mean, either a I go with Brian or, or b nobody wins a count out DQ some some shit like that. Uh, Graham, Daniel Bryan or Big Cass? I could see a situation where Big Cass has Daniel Bryan down and now and, and wins via like referee stoppage or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not really something I want to see. Maybe they play up like the concussion angle where he like kicks him in the head and they play up like, oh, Daniel Bryan, you can't compete um, on this night. Not like for good. But um, you know what? Fuck it. I'll say Big Cass. I want Dean right away to use Big Cass. I th- he's impressed me. I thought he did a good job in Miss TV this past week or last week, whatever. Um, but I'll say Big Cass wins. I, I think Vince has a lot of high hopes for him on SmackDown. Um. AJ Nakamura for the WWE title. Um, Graham, AJ, or does Nakamura get over the hump and beat AJ? It's got to be Nakamura. I love AJ, but it's like if you're going to continue this feed, which I feel like it has to. The feed's been really well done. It's been uh, phenomenal recently. No pun intended. I think Nakamura's been killing it as a heel. Uh, They need that one great match, which we should see on this show, Mm -hmm. hopefully. But if they are going to have more matches beyond this show, they have to have Nakamura win. And it doesn't have to be clean. Um, but Nakamura's got to win the belt or they move on. Otherwise, you can't have Nakamura lose to Jinder Mahal fucking twice and then lose to AJ twice. And then he just will not be considered a threat. Face or heel will not be a threat. So mm. he's got to win here. I think Nakamura, a new WWE champion. So, like, I, I know you're tired of Brock being the universal uh, champion. But are you as a fan, tired of AJ being the WWE champion? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Another guy's been champion for six. First of all, Brock's been champion for over a year. AJ's been champion for just about eh, six months now. Just about six months. The guy has much better matches. He's always on TV. And the feuds are much better. It's like, it's not even close. Like, I know length can sometimes with, with Brock, but it's like his matches aren't even that good. And he's facing the same people. I know AJ's now faced Nakamura like three times, but at least their matches have been good. The feed's been compelling. And what a concept. The guy's on fucking television. So, And there's really no one better on SmackDown than AJ Styles. Really. I mean, the, the belt should go to the most over guy on the show, and the most over guy on the show is AJ fucking Styles. So I have no problem with it whatsoever. So, Mark, AJ, or do we see a new champion with Nakamura? Yeah, I mean, I guess Nakamura will win if they if they do want to continue what they're doing here, and I imagine they will. There's not a whole lot of other places they can go, so the only way to advance that they already did the crappy double countout. So the only way to advance this now is to uh, have Nakamura win. I mean, I, I, if they have, if they have another false, crappy, you know, uh, finish, you know, screw job finish. No one's going to be happy. It's not going to be good for either guy. So they need to go with some kind of a clean 
finish or maybe some maybe you know Nakamura using his new favorite maneuver the uh, the the nut shot that could possibly be uh, 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 the way the way to the finish for him but yeah I think he'll end up winning and they'll probably do it again uh, and money in the bank I mean or or, or, or another setting I don't know maybe they'll kind of have like a like a stipulation some kind of a big blow-off match mm. but uh yeah uh, I'll say Nakamura wins the uh, wins the title. And Roman Reigns against Samoa Joe. Um, just a regular match. Mark, Roman or Samoa Joe? Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns is going is gonna to win. I, I think that it's, it's a way for him to get a win back after the two losses to Lesnar now over the last few weeks. I don't see any other way. I mean, I, I don't see it going any other way, honestly. I, I think that it's got to be a Roman Reigns clean win. Uh, real quick, I, w- I I would go with Nakamura in that AJ match as well. Um, Graham, Roman or Samoa Joe? Yeah, definitely Roman. There's no doubt they're not having there. There's no way they're having Roman lose back to back shows and then lose again to Samoa Joe. Um, so I I would love for Samoa Joe to win. I I want him to win, but he won't. Um, and then I think with with nothing on the line here, this this match should not go on last. I know it was like one of the first few matches announced for the show. But there's nothing on the line. Literally nothing on the line here. They're on separate shows. The feud's not continuing. Who the fuck cares? Who the hell could give a shit about this match? I know it's going to be a good match. They've always worked well together in the past. But it's really just a win for Roman Reigns. It's like a glorified TV match. You could say the same thing for this entire show, really. But anyway, uh, I hope it goes on second to last, especially if Nakamura wins. That's got to go on last. Right, right. Just a brief note on that. Yeah, you know what? I do agree. I think I think if if AJ Nakamura is on last, then that kind of tells you Nakamura might be walking out as champion. But Reigns and Samoa Joe should not be the main event. If it was for the title, yeah. Uh, but since it's it's a, it's a regular match, um, that should not be the main event. Um, real quick before we 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 head up out of here, since we are on the backlash kind of um, topic now, you know. Me and Graham had a segment last week where we, we, we brought up an old pay-per-view because of a, of a big-time anniversary. And since we are on Backlash, Mark, this kind of this pay-per-view I'm talking about kind of fits our age range. Uh, today it makes 18 years of Backlash 2000, which you probably don't even remember offhand without you know looking it up. But I'm going to skip through the card. See if you guys remember anything, anything of it. If not, cool. If if you do recall something, let me know. But I'm gonna run down this thing real quick. All right. Sure. Sure. You know what? Before I do that, do any of you want to take a guess of who had the longest match at the Greatest Royal Rumble? Triple H. <laughs> Triple what H. What a John shocker! C- yeah, Triple H and John Cena, 15 minutes. What a. <laughs> I mean, hey, it is Triple H, right? Longest entrance there, probably. Probably. Well, the the royal the match itself, the ma- the main match itself was the longest match, technically. You, Mark, you sound like one of them now. You know what I meant. <laughs> you know what I meant. I meant singles match, or uh, not counting the Royal Rumble, Mark. That's obvious. I mean, that's a match, though, isn't it, Randy? But Mark. You, a match is a match is a match is a match. Come you, on, man. You sound like a true. You sound like a true mark right now. Uh, okay, Backlash 2000, Edge and Christian defeated 
Ooh, My name is Mark. What's your What's your point? I don't get it. Yeah, Edge and Christian defeated DX, Road Dog and X Pac for the tag team titles. I don't even remember that. Um, D Malenko defeated Sky the Two Hottie. Ooh, light heavyweight championship. Yikes! Big Boss Man defeated the APA in a tag match. Crash Holly defeated Hardcore Holly, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Perry Saturn, and Taz for the Hardcore Championship. Okay. Big Show defeated Kurt Angle. TNA defeated the, the Dudley Boys in a tag tag match. Eddie Guerrero defeated Esa Rios. Okay, for the European title. Chris Benoit defeated Y2J for the Intercontinental title. And the match that I recall, The Rock defeated Triple H um, for the WWF title with Shane as special guest referee. I know that because when Stone Cold came out and started hitting uh, everybody with a fucking chair and made The Rock win. That's the only match I recall off of Backlash 2000, 18, year, 18 years ago today. Mark, do you recall any of this from 18 years ago? Ooh, uh, I mean, I do <laughs> vaguely remember uh, the the main event and the Intercontinental title match. Mm-hmm. The rest, well, no, I, I don't. I mean, maybe the maybe the uh, uh, Edge and Christian against Road Dog and X Pac match, but I, yeah, not not much. I mean, that was a long time ago now at this point. Oh uh, yeah, pretty much eighteen years ago, man. Um, Graham. It's- Give me something, anything from this card. <laughs> you know, a lot of the 2000 pay-per-views, I will give you this right now. I'm not a big Attitude Era fan, which I've said a million times before here on the show. But right. I thought a lot of the 2000 pay-per-views were really, really good, except for maybe like the major ones like WrestleMania that sucked overall. Um, but I think a lot of the B pay-per-views were really, really good in 2000. I'm not sure if this is among them. The top two matches, though, really make the show worth watching. The Jericho Y2J match and the main event is like a fucking classic. I think I think you said it all right there, Randy, with Stone Cold Steve Austin's involvement and Rock winning the belt. That was the shit we should have saw at WrestleMania. Not the fatal four-way garbage with Mick Foley and Big Show and the McMahon shit. Who cares oh, yeah. about that? The Rock H match should have been the WrestleMania main event. That was awesome. And one of the best, most memorable matches from that time period, if not ever. So overall show, maybe not a lot of replay value there. A lot of undercard filler, it sounds like. But those top two matches, especially the main event, are well worth seeking out. All right, gentlemen. Hope you guys enjoy Backlash uh, this this coming week. Uh, hopefully it's not that three, you know, four, five-hour pay-per-view. Hopefully it's a lot shorter than, than, than previous shows. But, um... Always a pleasure having you guys come on the show every week. Again, you can follow Graham on Twitter at WrestleRant, the host of the WrestleRant radio show and, and does great work with Bleacher Report. And Mark Raimondi, great work for MMAFighting.com, also SB Nation and Cage Site Seat. Sometimes you can follow him on Twitter at Mark underscore Raimondi. And as always, you can follow me. Uh, on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz. Go to SoundCloud. Go to iTunes. Give us a download. Rate, comment, subscribe to the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Also, we have two out of three falls shirts now on ProWrestlingTees.com. Go ahead and check that out. We will greatly appreciate your support. Graham, Mark, always a pleasure, and thank you. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate it.
All right, fellas, take it easy. All right, see you next week. All right.